Hello, VPFIers. It's Clinton Davis, straight from the US of A here with another episode of Very Specific English. In VSE, we take a very specific topic in English and break down as much vocabulary as possible relating to the topic. Listening to VSE is a great way to enhance your studies in class, especially with topics that interest you. If this is your first time joining us for VSE, I'd like to say thank you and invite you back for another day. Today's VSE lesson concerns clothing, specifically vocabulary relating to shirts. We're going to talk about the basic parts that every shirt has, different types of shirts, materials shirts can be made of, and different patterns used to decorate shirts. Você pode falar inglês e você pode falar das roupas. Começamos agora. VPFI! Let's start by talking about the basic parts that every shirt has. At the top, every shirt has a collar. The collar is the part around the hole where you put your head through. Most shirts have a collar that will stretch a little bit without damage. Some shirts have short collars and others have a collar that will cover most of your neck. Inside the collar, on the inside of the shirt, is the tag. Most shirts have a tag that tells how to take care of the shirt and its size. Instead of a tag, some shirts have this information printed because sometimes the tag can itch and be uncomfortable. I appreciate tagless shirts. Your arms are covered by the sleeves of the shirt. Most shirts have some sort of sleeve and you choose how long you want the sleeves based on the weather. The sleeves of a shirt can be long, short, and some shirts are sleeveless meaning they don't have any sleeves at all. Usually, these types of shirts are used by athletes or when it's very hot outside. Have you ever seen the places where the shirt is sewn together? The threads that you see that connect parts of a shirt are called seams. If you're only listening, this word is spelled like seam, S-E-E-M, but the seam of a shirt is spelled S-E-A-M. There is usually a seam where the sleeves and collar connect to the rest of the shirt. There is also usually a seam to hold together the front and back of the shirt. Finally, you can usually find one more seam around the bottom of the shirt to keep it from rolling up at the bottom. There are many different types of shirts. Many of them are identified by the type of sleeve that they have. Short sleeve shirts have short sleeves. Usually, the sleeve is over the shoulder and partly over the bicep. Usually, they just barely cover a tattoo on the arm, but not always. When it's colder, people wear long sleeve shirts. The sleeve is longer and usually goes all the way to the hand. Most people wear long sleeve shirts in the winter. Sometimes, someone will layer a long sleeve shirt under a short sleeve shirt so that the longer sleeve is seen under the shorter one. There are shirts with a three-quarter sleeve, but they're much less common. I had one that I played baseball in as a child. All of the above shirts we've talked about are t-shirts. These are basic shirts that you can wear most every day. They're nothing fancy. In the winter or at night, a t-shirt may not be enough to keep you warm. In this case, we have sweaters. A sweater is a nicer piece of clothing and are traditionally knitted or crocheted. They're thicker than a t-shirt. In the United States, we have a tradition of ugly Christmas sweaters. They're not necessarily ugly, but the patterns are very loud. My favorite sweater is a soft red one that used to be my grandfather's. In contrast, a sweatshirt looks more like a t-shirt. They're usually thicker and heavier to help keep you warm. A sweatshirt may have a hood, and those that do are called hoodies. I personally don't wear a hoodie as I prefer wearing a jacket. Let's say that you need something more formal than a t-shirt, but you don't need a full suit. In that case, these neck shirts may be useful. The first one I'll mention is a Henley. It is somewhat uncommon, but I like them. They look a lot like a t-shirt, but they have buttons below the collar to make the neck larger or smaller. It's useful on a hot day to open some of the buttons and let some air flow through the shirt. 
somewhat more formal than a t-shirt or henley, is a polo. Usually, a polo is made of slightly nicer cloth and it has a larger collar. Polos also have a few buttons at the neck like a henley. Even nicer is a button front shirt. Like the previous two, the button front shirt has buttons, but more than just at the neck. The buttons go all the way along the front of the shirt. Sometimes, a button front shirt has buttons on the collar too to button it down. A woman's button front shirt is called a blouse. Usually, a blouse has some other decoration as well, but there are many styles. Women's and men's shirts have buttons on opposite sides of one another. Different types of shirts can be made of different materials. Material can refer to what an object is made of, but also refers to the fabric that a shirt is made of. You can buy material or fabric at a craft store. Many shirts are made of cotton. It's a plant-based fiber that's light and durable. It's very common to see cotton growing in the South in the US. Another common fiber is polyester. Polyester is synthetic, meaning it is not a natural fiber. It's actually a type of plastic that's woven into a cloth. It's relatively inexpensive, and easy to make. Sometimes, a shirt can be made of a blend of polyester and cotton. Wool shirts are somewhat less common. Wool comes from sheep. It is very warm and soft and perfect for a Christmas sweater. There is also a similar type of fabric called fleece. Although fleece can refer to the wool of a sheep that was just cut, it can also be cotton or polyester that has been knitted in a special way to make it thicker and warmer. The inside of a sweatshirt is usually some type of fleece. It's very soft. There are other materials that can be used in making shirts, but they're less common. So far, we've seen the parts of a shirt, different types of shirts, and some types of fabrics that we can make a shirt out of. But shirts aren't just the fabric. Many also have different types of decorations. To start, let's begin with the most basic, which is a solid shirt. In this context, solid refers to the shirt being a single color. There is no other decoration. My favorite is a solid black shirt. What about you? In addition to solid, if you want another color, stripes could be an option. Stripes are two or more colors that are in alternating patterns or lines in differing colors. These stripes can be vertical or horizontal. Fun fact, vertical stripes can help you look thinner and taller because they draw the eye up and down, but sometimes horizontal stripes can make you look more round. Also, horizontal black and white stripes are a classic prisoner style here, but vertical black and white stripes are for football referees. Do you need something more than a solid or a striped shirt? Perhaps you would prefer a graphic tee. This is a t-shirt that has a solid background but some picture or saying on the front. They're very common in the United States and many are humorous or at least try to be. I've seen a lot of embarrassing shirts that people have thought were funny while I'm out and about, but I suppose there's no accounting for taste. Everyone likes what they like. If the graphic tee is too much, then maybe you could use embroidery. A shirt that is embroidered has had decoration made with a thread and a needle. It's a special decoration that is also an old art form. In the past, people would make elaborate embroidery designs by hand. But now, a sewing machine can have the design uploaded to it, and the person making the shirt only has to change the colors of the thread as the machine works. I remember as a child going to my grandmother's house and being fascinated watching her sewing machine. Very often at Christmas, we would get a sweatshirt or maybe some towels that she had embroidered. Those were special. Well, VPFI friend, by this point, you've seen more about shirts in a few minutes than I imagine many see in their lifetime. You should feel good about yourself and invite that buzz of new words to stay in your head as long as it can. I would suggest the next time you get dressed, tell yourself what kind of shirt you're wearing, and check the tag to see what your shirt is made of. 
Get yourself a Henley if you've only ever worn t-shirts, or maybe swap the graphic tee with something that has embroidery. Talk to your friends about their shirts, or even better, teach them what you've learned today. The episode is always here for you to listen to, so repeat it as often as you like. As always, if you have a topic you'd like to see discussed on Very Specific English, contact Teacher Do at Instagram at at vosipotfalarengles or on WhatsApp at 169-9752-2487. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you next time with another episode of Very Specific English. Until then, um abraço desde os Estados Unidos. Tchau.